Welcome to Full Metal RPG, the podcast that doesn't stick to the surface level of tabletop RPGs, but we like to dive deeply into uh, the the hard subjects and tackle those that other podcasts don't, and maybe have a little fun along the way. And that's what we're having here as the two as the second part of the live from the Castle Balancefer, uh, uh deep in the in the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're all here in the same place again, Kayla. It's, thank you very much for having us. Yes, happy to do so. And Tyler, thank you very much for also marrying Kayla. You all smell. It's gonna take forever to get this out of my carpet. That's true. That that's legit. Uh, it it was bad. <laughs> uh, Nolan is here. I'm here. I'm the problem. And you are definitely the problem. This is entirely your fault. Yep. Um, we bought two co- two more copies of this game. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure why you did that. <laughs> um, because for one, when I typically do these sort of episodes, everybody typically has time to read the game. Mm. But then I re- I didn't realize quite how heavy this game is. You didn't realize when I said on the... <laughs> on the uh, in the, uh, in Shelf some- of Shame episode that it was I hadn't gotten to it because it was a freaking tome. Well, <laughs> have you actually said the words Phoenix Dawn Command yet? I have not because I was <laughs> I was doing a bit. <laughs> I was doing a bit where I was going to stretch it out as far as I could before we said the name of the game. Damn it, Tyler. I'm the problem. <laughs> Tyler is usually the problem. That's fine. But Nolan is especially the problem this time. I am the problem because I brought it to the shelf of shame and then I ran it. So Right. And um, yeah, so now we have two copies to give away. I mean, if we want to, uh, I, I will see by the end of the show, we're going to ask the question for myself and uh, Kayla, whether we're going to keep this game or not. <laughs> Stay tuned to listen to this. But <laughs> Nolan, I'm going to throw this to you. Yep. Phoenix Dawn Command, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? What I was thinking is that cards as a tactical element in game have some kind of merit. I don't know how, but I know, (laughs) I feel in my heart that the flat D20 weird flat random curve of most role-playing games is just nutty, right? And that if you wanted to play like a fantasy role-playing game with like tactical choices where I can pick to do this and pick to do that, and something will happen... Having something like a hand of cards where you can pick when you win and pick when you want to lose, I feel like there's got to be merit in there somewhere, which is one of the things that like first drew me uh, to this kind of game. And I think it's better than some implementations I've seen before. There's other card games, uh, card plays, role-playing games that are just kind of, oh, here's an inspirational card for your, you know, Nolan-style weirdo indie thing right but something actually tactical everything i've seen of that before has not been great right and i thought this 
might be the answer. And I don't think it is. But <laughs> hmm, interesting. Okay. So uh this um I think this was a Kickstarter game, right? Uh I don't even recall it. I think, I think it was. I think I remember this being a Kickstarter way, way back in the day. And um it is a, a, a box of stuff, yeah. right? It, box set. It, Anybody remember box sets? Yeah, it is. It, sp- very specifically, I have two very deep notes here. One is just beige <laughs> in like 40 point font because this game is very beige, except when it's not. <laughs> Correct. And it's 450 pages in the book. Yes. How many cards are in this game? Like, I, I want to say like, 300 plus cards probably (laughs) it's it's a stack of cards so this is like a 10 pound box uh uh you know um yeah he's looking at the back on the back you are remarkably correct it says 296 tarot sized cards oh (laughs) oh god i i'm having flashback to magic the gathering okay all right i'm better now all right um yeah um but the the what is the general principle of playing this? Well, actually, what is you the... Cons- start with the setting? Yeah, what is the setting? What is the setting? Yeah, let's start with the setting. Uh, so the setting, I would call it uh, Fantasy Fall of the Roman Empire. I would call it Fantasy Superheroes. Yes, and yeah, you are the superheroes trying to stop the Fantasy Fall of the Roman Empire. I, I agree, yes. It's either fan- superheroes or like wuxia, kung fu. Like you are... You can kind of flavor it the way you want. Really. Right, yeah. But you are definitely the superhuman people of this world. Like everybody else is a meat bag compared to you guys because you're invulnerable. Uh, so you're you all play phoenixes, which are these uh, characters, these beings that uh, when they die, they were found worthy in the crucible, which is a spiritual realm where they uh, are tested after death to see who is worthy to be reborn uh, as a phoenix. And when you are reborn, you're reborn in your ideal conception of yourself and with all these amazing superpowers. And uh, you get to be reborn seven times. And there's a. uh, Well, wait, wait, before. Okay. okay, So. All right. When you're this is a deep. This is a question that we've we sort of were banding about. I was banding about with Brendan. Yes. in (laughs) in, In the episode before last of the one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh was when you die yes okay the first time you die you're a farmer or whoever right and first time you die you're a farmer or whatever you had something tragic or some reason that drove you to come back right Right. it's sort of in a wraith the oblivion sort of way right yeah sort of yeah in that but you're instead of being like mopey ghosts you're fantasy superheroes right you're someone who would fight to preserve humanity right or you wouldn't have been found this is one of the ways the game deals with like premise rejection right as it says oh no no you're not the kind of person who's like eh, screw everybody i'm out for myself you wouldn't have made it through the crucible to be a hero if you were that kind of character so no you're not the kind of character that doesn't want to fight and stop the 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 horrible evil overrunning the empire you are an actual hero right <laughs> right um, and that, uh, that would, then you're, you're reborn into this flame and you're yes. basically brought into this kind of legion of superheroes, I'd call it like, yep. you know, and 
when you go out on these missions, you can still die because you're oh, not yeah. immortal, right? No, you're not immortal. So when you die, this is the crux of the question. This was the crux. I heard the many, question. <laughs> many, 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 many words had to get here to get this question. Uh, when you die, how fast are you reborn? When are you reborn? What What is that cycle like? You are not reborn then and there on the spot. It's not just boing, boing, boing. Uh, what it is, is, you know, you are, there's a home base for this uh, legion of superheroes, right? And you are reborn there sometime after uh, your death. You, when you die again, you'll go back to this spiritual realm, the crucible. You'll learn another lesson about, you know, why you died and why you failed and how you can be better. And you'll actually come back with more powers. Uh, but it takes some time for this lesson to occur. Uh, time is weird in the spiritual realm. It might take you, you know, a day. It might take you a hundred years to learn your new lesson. Uh, but then you will be reborn back in the bonfire. RBK talked about the imperial flame at the center of the, of right. the realm. Uh, you'll be reborn in the, uh, there. So your death on a mission, uh, has impact on your teammates, right? Uh, if you, <laughs> you get wiped out. You're not going to help the rest of that mission. You will be back and you will be stronger than ever next time. But your teammates are down a man and, they, and they've and they got a problem ongoing. So right. it's up to the game master as to how long this takes. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, Moves that's, at that's, the speed of plot. Right. But it's certainly not. It's certainly not in the same mission. Right. Because they've like airdropped you out into the right. field. Yeah. They're the conceit of the, f the flame can tr send you out, but it can't bring you back. So you could be sent out if people were still out in the world, but it would take time for you to find them. Say if you wandered far from these teleporters, the flame right. teleporters, basically anyways. So that's the basic conceit of this, right? Is the empire's fallen and then we're, trying to re, re all the supernatural evil is overflowing over the empire and killing all the people and cities have been lost and right yeah and the superheroes are being reborn again to to put a stop to this right so that's the kind of overview right and it thinks of itself as a war movie right that you're going out in the field and your buddy's gonna get shot in the head and you're gonna be placed against these supernatural evils that no human has the ability to fight, but you as the badass superhero have the ability to fight. Um, and your buddy's shot in the head and dies and goes back to the, uh, back to home base. Um, but you're still in the shit, right? Like that's what it thinks of itself as. Was, was that your impression? Did you get any impression of that when you, mm. I don't I like I I guess we we didn't have a death that's so like I know I was very disappointed it, uh, that. that's one of the things that <laughs> you tried really hard I tried I did well then I tried to not die right away because we were still in some some situation I was like maybe I shouldn't like burn this thing that's definitely gonna kill me right now mm. I mean that is on brand with my choices but <laughs> <laughs> to be fair on the last fight you did charge in like head first sack all the things except for basically just short of killing yourself and you one rounded the boss yes barbarians man 
<laughs> yeah, you pick the barbarian kind of class, yes. Right. So there are six classes in this game? Yes, there are six classes in this game, yep. And, uh, and go ahead. And- so there's three strength classes and three kind of intelligence-based classes. Uh, and they have vague kind of relations to D&D classes. You know, uh, there's the devoted... Uh, cleric. Which is a cleric kind of thing. There's the Durant, which is the tank fighter. Yeah. Uh, there's the elemental, which is the wizard, basically. Right. Uh, there's the forceful, which is the, you know, dex fighter. Well, also is basically the flash, right? You can also yeah, overlay, you, know, yeah. you know, these Superman, are, these only have Batman. Vague relations to <laughs> the It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 18th level monk. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's the uh, Shrouded, which is kind of the occult rogue. Right. Kind of. Wizard rogue, yeah. Situation, yeah. Uh, the secret keeper and the spy master and so forth. Uh, and then there's the Bitter, who is the barbarian rage. Was wronged. One of the things I liked about the classes is each class came with flavor, um, which you could lean into as much as you wanted on the reason why you came back. Like your reason, your reason detra, right? Your your reason for being a phoenix, a lot of the flavor from that came from the class mm-hmm. and helped inform a lot of the character decisions. And, and so, okay, speaking of building characters, so we started out with a questionnaire. Does that come with, is that in the game? Yeah. Okay. This. That that is the standard that is the standard character sheet that you had. This this guy here? Yes. The stand yeah. we so we had a questionnaire yep. that we were it sort of remind me of like dread or whatever where you're trying to like you're you've got leading questions. Right. Yeah. That, that are telling you what you what's up. Yeah, maybe I'll go into the rules a little bit more, but yeah. Uh your character sheet is basically a deck of cards. Right. right. But but to but, to get but there to get right, there, yes. you, you've got to pick a base there's basically a base deck it's it somewhat gets into uh, a deck building kind of situation yes. right almost not right away but pretty close you pick a class that comes with a base deck and then you get some another stack of cards you can choose a few out of to add to that base deck that's right? correct yep but it's not like you're do you're not doing a lot of deck building while you're playing it's only when you level up that you add yes. more cards right, right. correct some amount of the not really deck building as you're playing but there's some amount of micromanaging that if you wanted to get that deep into it you could and that comes from what you decide to discard and when you decide to shuffle you can decide if you're getting to the bottom of your deck i want to keep these cards in hand because i don't want them shuffled into my deck i want them to go to my next discard you could do things like that and that that comes from my understanding of that comes from a lot of mechanics of like Slay the Spire and things like that, where you're really dealing with deck manipulation. Things. And from the GM side, there is a little bit of deck building as you play. We didn't, it didn't come up in the intro adventure, uh, but if you get poisoned or so forth, uh, I can slip a condition card into your deck that you will eventually then draw and be like, oh, ouch. Uh, so when that card is drawn, you have to immediately show it to the GM and be like, I'm sad now. Yeah, I mean, it fairly much reminds me, I mean, it reminds me of like a modern, some modern card deck building games kind of had it splayed in here. But it also sort of reminds me of like Scion, <laughs> the old, the, uh, the White Wolf game Scion. I don't think I ever played that one. Uh, it's the Kung Fu one. No, I never played it. Okay, so it's it's like, 
kung fu superheroes yeah, like it's cool. um and it's very much over the top like crazy over the top anime uh like fight scenes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and fourth edition it remind because it's so mechanical it reminds me somewhat of fourth edition because everybody has a role you want to have two of this peop these kind of people and two of these kind of people yep and it's very mechanical in the way it's dealing with it. And I think that's why it might be good for people that are into board games as a yeah, way to get into... board game aspects, too. You had little uh, chits okay. here for uh, health and your sparks, which are your mana, basically, whatever you want to call it. The yeah. chits could just as easily be numbers on a page, though. Yeah, They're sure, not really... Good. Uh, but it... I think it does add to the physical physicality of the feel of the game. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it's not a tremendous amount. I've seen way worse, but yeah. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. I liked the monster health chits as opposed to my health chits. Way better. Yeah. Um, so the game has uh, three suits of cards, basically, right? When you build your deck, right, uh, your class is going to... It really looks like a play area for, like, Magic the Gathering, right? When you build your deck, you're going to... you get four cards that are your core class abilities and you don't have to draw those. You just like lay them out in front of your play area. So it looks like a magic gathering play area. So you can use those abilities at any time. Uh, and then the rest of your cards get shuffled together and they mostly come as, uh, you know, three different suits, uh, strengths, grace and intellect. Right. And those are the various things. And those have, they're like tarot cards. They have, uh, you know, pictures and some some of them have special powers that make exceptions to the rules uh but all of them then usually also have a numerical value at the top you know it's not the five of pentacles it's the five of strength right uh and the way this goes in combat right is uh you are allowed to play a certain number of cards based on your core class abilities to say oh i can play as many as two strength cards to attack and then you try and loop in some more special cards that let you add above and beyond two uh, and make the biggest total attack value you can. Uh, and that's how the basic structure of the game works is you're trying to overcome some defenses, do enough damage to get past the enemy's defense and burn into their uh, chits. Um, yeah, one thing I thought that made me think this would be good for tactical thing is you only drop your card of hands uh, at the end uh, of your turn and then while it's not your turn of course you'll be being attacked when, on the monster's turn uh, and you have to then choose whether you want to play cards as a defense right and every card you play as a defense isn't going to be in your hand when it comes your turn to attack again uh, because you've expended it on defense naturally. Uh, and you won't get more cards until the end. Of course, what we found was there was a goodly number of cards that let you draw another card. Right. right. So that scarcity that I hoped would be there and make this a more tactical kind of game didn't really show up very much. I don't think a lot of you really ever came to the place where you were like, hurting for cards like oh I, it's my turn but i can't really do my big attack because I, I, I did a little bit i did, did a little you? bit but okay. I, I wasn't able to like because i i wasn't able to like kill the because i was so close to killing the dread knight that i could have killed him if i had like one more card mm. but i didn't so we had to like kind of run around till somebody had like all the 
But I'm, that only happened once. I'm not a hundred percent certain that we were doing all the rules right and all of that. And yeah, the, that's on my notes here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we and I actually have that down as a pretty serious like flaw in this uh, game because uh, the players were allowed to pick you know a few special cards to shuffle into their decks, and uh, some of them had symbols at the bottom. Uh, and symbols and numbers at the bottom. And it was not clear to us what that meant. And we even paused during character creation and looked in the section on those type of cards in the book. And there was nothing about what this iconography meant. Right. Uh, and we just decided to like, well, just everybody just pick what you want and move on with character creation. Cause we're not going to delay this forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we eventually did find it in the character advancement section that these, you know, were intended for more advanced characters. Right. These are locked. These were locked away. But um, yeah, I, I doesn't really matter. I mean, like in some ways, I understand that we're trying to play test rules as written. But as Kayla likes to say, "Fuck rules as written." (laughs) Fuck rules as written. The GM makes it up. Right. Of course, the GM makes it up. But you know, the rules are the, the rules are. If, if a game designer has done a good job, then uh, they've put together a set of rules that are going to guide you to have the kind of experience they, they thought. And yes. that the designer succeeds or fails based on the, do the rules as written do the thing that they said they were going to do. Right. Well, and I mean, the, the, that's kind of like this, this game is like a wall of text. It, it, this game is a wall of text. Like, when I say 450 pages, I mean 450 pages. This is like almost like a novel where, I mean, I wanna, I'm flipping through here and I've gotten like three pictures and I've flipped through like 50 pages or whatever. It is, um, you know, there there's some images in here, more than I thought originally, but it's like maybe one every five to ten pages. Um, which is still a lot of art because it's 450 pages. If I can say that one one more time. So Um, I think a lot of that though, this includes adventures, right? Includes like the the outlines for a bunch of adventures. Yes. And all the setting stuff. And I will say I was frustrated from an information organizational part of me. And I know I'm the one that ran information organization. Uh, But the like first hundred pages you get a brief like oh this is the kind of game you're gonna play here and this is what we're doing here and here's the a rough description of the character classes and then it goes into like 80 pages of setting it's on page like 98 100 something like that where it's like oh and here's how you play this game so that was one of the uh i think it's chapter two how to play is where you can look at RB yeah, game. I'm just, I'm uh, just, and I'm just flipping through this, uh, uh, this book right now. One of the reasons and, it was on my shelf of shame was I had started this book before, and I had been reading and reading and reading, and I'm still in the setting material. <laughs> yeah, Full Metal Top Tip: If you want to get to a game, just schedule it. You're going to have to read this shit. Like, <laughs> it's really the only reason sometimes I can get to some of these games is just like I'm just going to schedule this and just. Uh, but power through it and and if i can't then we're gonna play something else (laughs) yeah and i think that that kind of goes into one of my bigger complaints about this game which was like if you give me a quick start like make it a quick start 
I, what that thing has like 14 yeah, pages the, of quote unquote quick start to yes. it. The uh, field guide for the recently reborn, yes, is like 12 pages of quick start. Well, and it looks like it, it all looks like it's a military manual. Yes, like that's where the beige, beige came from. Yes. It's beige and black on the outside with just like a drop of red or here or there. But it it's a it's a really ugly package. As, it's like really super ugly. What do you think of the cards? As a guy who was in the army, I actually appreciate the military manual look. I think it's actually kind of cool. Uh if it was a mili- if if this was a war game, like a modern war game, I would appreciate it as an aesthetic choice. The the art for the game itself is very like stylized uh what a little bit it? deco a little deco a little like kind of greek revival deco or something like that it's very flat figures flat sh- flat colors uh i you know i like i do like the art like i don't hate the art i just think that like and, all and the art budget is in the cards all Def- the art budget is cards the and book the book re- is die <laughs> well and there there is there is i think art that i didn't see in the cards in the book um, but it's very much like kind of, you know, you're, you're flipping through and reading all the, and it's not like super, it's not like tiny, tiny two, it's a one column layout. So thus why you're going to get a gigantic thick book. Cause it's a one column layout, uh, which reads easier sometimes, but also for an organ, from an organizational standpoint, it's sort of difficult to get everything you need in a prompt amount of space. Right. One thing I will say about this, I, I know it's at, a hundred pages or whatever towards the beginning of just setting stuff. If you get to the rules and distill down the rules, which obviously from an organization standpoint is really a little tough. You don't need all their setting stuff. Like you get the general overview of the things, but knowing what all the locations are and all their backgrounds, yeah, you can make your own fairly trivially with this. Cause you're literally being sent out as like, like special forces to go put out fires around in a, in a kind of war setting. Right. And so you can really make that whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And I didn't force you guys. I didn't even pitch to you guys what, you know, because there's a whole chapter in that intro thing about each of these former kingdoms that, you know, around the thing and each had their own form of magic and a little bit of their own culture and so forth. And I did not make you guys like learn that or do that to generate characters. I was not like, oh, what specific region are you from? And like, that's a, that's a lot for people to take on board to it. To get started and play a game, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think you necessarily need it. I think you're, uh, Kayla's point about quick start, like, I feel like this should have been, instead of me building a deck, it should have been like, okay, the the and a lot of card games, box card games come like this, is they have the starter decks pre-assembled. Like, you could have, they could have pre-assembled, like, here's the, here's the six starter decks. Yeah. They're pre-assembled. And you can print them like this. It's I, at least I've seen mo- a lot of card games do this is okay. And then here's the script of how to run this. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of agree. And I kind of disagree with that. I have to, because then there's no character generation choice, right? Your character sheet is your deck of cards, right? If you wanted to be, you know, a more, Dex based person or a more you know you would take a trait that you know but you're only you're really only picking a few cards like it's not but they have an impact it does have an impact but you could always when you finish the quick start the 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 everybody plays you know minds of fandelver or whatever right 
And then they go, okay, now I'm going to change my character. Like I, I, we highly suggest if you didn't like the way your character was picking a new character or changing out these cards, these are the cards that you, you can change out. Right. right. And, and that organizes it and makes it a much quicker thing to start. Yeah. It is a long thing to start. Well, especially since, you know, we're first trying to get our heads around the rules and a lot of the rules are on the cards, uh, yeah. which is, I think something about this game that, almost works there's a lot of things here that almost work that i you know the cards are all you know like a little bit of magic the gathering or whatever you know tactical card game you're familiar with there's you know except exception based rules on the cards and there's a lot of exception based rules in the thing like what you can spend your mana points to do Right. You can always bump up a thing. You can use it to make a ranged attack when you don't have one. You can, you know, there's a whole bunch of exceptional things that exist at one place in the rule book. And I have to read this enormous tome, keep it in my head, convey it to you, the players, because uh, the quick start, even there, doesn't explain the exceptional rules, right? Uh, explain it to you, the players, and then give you guys the option uh, to do what you want to do. And it's tough, right? I mean, I did like the section in the quick start that said, so you're, the cards you've laid out on the table don't get you to where you want to be. How do you get more out of your set of cards, right? And you, you know, oh, you can do these three or four or five things uh, to get more, to go harder, right? And that was good that it at least told you how to, you know, how to do that. I think that was probably the one, the best thing on the, on the quick start sheet for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like my quick starts to be one page. I agree. And like, if you can use visual things to help guide my eyes through where I need to see, yeah, which is why I usually create my own for Gen Con because I'm like, not nah, here. You need this. Like, this is all you need to know for right. for when you sit down and play a game at my table. <laughs> right, and and I do to the card. Uh, the, it seems it's very fiddly to start. It is very fiddly to start. Agreed, but. I think to your point that there are a lot of card synergies mm -hmm. and those people that like magic and other card based games, card synergies is the way you get your dopamine, right? Because right. you're yeah. like, Oh, I've got this and I do this and I, uh, Oh, it's a gr much greater output from the input, right? It's the, it's that sort of like input output thing. But I think it does that in a, in a actually very subtle way, but I felt was pretty satisfying. And the cards energies match your like class decision synergies as well. So one of the things I my character was an elemental, which is just kind of more of a wizard or a sorcerer, and my character is a martyr. And so I chose the elemental ability that when I took damage, I have an ability that lets me take damage and re replenish basically like my mana points. I forget what they're called. Yeah, they're <clears> called sparks. But sparks. Yeah. But when I do that, I also regain sparks from everyone on my team. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be hurting myself, regaining my sparks and just burning hot. And I'm also going to help everyone else out. Yeah. But and I do give it a B plus for being the war movie thing, because it is definitely a thing where like the combos with your teammates do matter and helping each other out. Like it is supposed to draw you together as a group and like you need your teammates. And, you know, when your teammates die, it matters. Right, because your combo is no longer possible, and so forth. Like you, you know, in in some ways, I felt Kayla's character could have sold that soloed that whole thing. <laughs> like, I, I, not yeah. to not not but that I right. dis completely disagree with you, but like 
I feel like Kayla's character being the berserker, because mm-hmm. I didn't play the berserker because I always play the berserker, but like uh, Kayla's character was so close, and depending on how she played, she could have taken everything we saw. Right? It's. I mean, she particularly absolutely obliterated the boss, and you know, I wanted to play it, you know, right. the way it was intended to be played, and yeah, she obliterated the it's, boss. I wasn't gonna. Yeah. Fudge well, anything. and the funny thing was, I didn't even realize that I was like attacking the boss because I got confused on the movement thing. Um, who and was so there, I was, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just next to like this rando dude. Cool, excellent. <laughs> Let's destroy rando dude. And then Tyler's sitting next to me, like, no, you're like you. If you do this, you kill the boss. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. That I think um, that yeah. is a downside of yeah. the. We drew those. We put those overpowered cards in, which is part of it, I think. It, it really was. The brutal, the thing that with the brutal attacks was one of the overpowered cards that Kayla had. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so it definitely put her over the edge. The bad guy would have got, uh, gotten to go at least once. Once had she not. <laughs> it definitely put her over the top because she just barely <laughs> eked it out. Right. Uh, but we didn't know those were overpowered cards. Like I said, the information organization. Like, I literally am supposed to hand you some cards to pick. When you do your character generation and it's not clear which ones you're allowed to pick. <laughs> well, and then I like, I think we were halfway through like looking at the different cards before someone was like, oh shit, there's like symbols on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? Yeah, that that yeah. could have been separated out, I think, right? Yeah. And the fact that we even tried to clarify it by looking, mm-hmm. you know, where the trait cards yeah, I think it, I think that like there. organizing those cards a little bit better into like here is the level up pack, like here is your level one characters, like this is what you have access to, right? Mm-hmm. And then here's your level up pack, and like right. you can figure once you have the base level down, right? You probably know where you're going, um, but having those just kind of willy nilly mixed in with someone who's just sitting down to play the game, maybe yeah. not the best choice. <laughs> Yeah, so I I think that's kind of like the uh, the part of this that really there's an upside and downside to all these cards, right? The upside is you get these like combos or instantaneous. It's easy to kind of get into that mechanical headspace, like Fourth Edition or some of these other more deeply mechanical games where you can see the gears. Mm-hmm. But the downside is we could have not actually talked a whole lot. I strongly agree. And I was just sitting here thinking like, this is like, I, I'm sure that once we have our head wrapped around it a little bit better, um, maybe there is the opportunity for more role play introduction and such, but like, it does feel very procedural and like these cards, let me do this amount of things. So that's what I'm going to do because we were, I mean, in combat most of the time. And maybe that's because we're at war with this like otherworldly thing, but uh, definitely didn't feel like it was super narrative driven. It has the same like D and D thing of like, here are the rules for combat and there's no rules in here for role playing at all. Right. Which is true of D and D and true of like everything. And you know, you're absolutely right that, you know, we're particularly low on role playing because we are like literally trying to comprehend this as we go. Like, I mean, I think I got my head, Pretty much around it, right? <laughs> I was able to read the whole thing and set us up for it. Uh, I don't know if you guys feel like I explained it well enough for you to get going, but I mean, I think it was pretty easy to get going. Yeah, I think I mean, that it's fiddly, but fiddly, but 
like the second that I equated it to Slay the Spire, which is a card building game yeah, that like I am Slay familiar with, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And it's down to the like you get five cards that you are your resources and like you can do X amount. Like I'm like, okay, I understand this card mechanic thing. Mm-hmm. This makes total sense to me. Um I th- so I think that that is well explained and, you know, I, I find it interesting. I agree. Like having that like deck that you, you know, what's in the deck, but you don't have access to everything because it's just random draw. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I do tend to prefer more of the narrative driven game. So that's a little hard for me to want to be inspired to play again. Well, I think it's like any other role playing game you can really just be down in the mechanics and not, I mean, forces arcs the same way. Just see last episode, but you can just be like, all right, I do this thing. This, this does this and you get this much harm. And, right. I mean, some games but, are not like that, right? Like, uh, uh, the phase anatomy or, you know, Brindlewood Bay, like to recover your resources, you have to like interact with the other players. There are rules that actually reinforce role-playing D and D and this game. There are no rules that reinforce role playing. You can have as much role playing or as little as you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of like Tyler, you you had something you were trying to get to. I was gonna I, I was just piggybacking off what Caleb said. I, I agree that I I tend to like more narrative driven games. However, I do find myself from time to time missing a crunchier game. Like a like a Pathfinder or a 3.5 where there's just a whole bunch of options and a whole bunch of crunch and a whole bunch of stuff I could like really get into the mechanics of what's going on and dig into it. And I, I hinted on that a little bit on like really making some tactical decisions on when you decide to shuffle and things like that. There's a, there's the opportunity if you're a really tactically minded person to make some really tactical deck building decisions here. And so there's really good potential. I see like thinking about people in our weekly gaming group who would really love this game yeah and it, it it's gonna be it, this is not for everybody um there is a um that's that's the kind of thing is like if if you need and i often like it when a game encourages role-playing through the mechanics i don't think this is one of them too much yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and there was uh, there was a skill. There was you use the cards for also to to basically roll your skills, mm-hmm. and you ha- had combos for skills. Um, it's it's there. It does the thing. It's not terrible. It be, would be my. I mean, I think it's of these kind of games where it's like a game in a box of mm-hmm. that I played. I think it works, but I just feel like it could use. A lot, of, a, a a bit of a refresh, rewriting kind of situation would be very helpful. Like somebody to somebody come in and can organize it so it flows better, and like cut out half to three quarters of this book. And <laughs> I'm kind of realizing it felt very playing through it, right? It felt very Final Fantasy esque. Yeah, well that that was my point in the episode before we came. I, I was talking to Brendan, and it was like. The only way, or the only reason I think it was called Phoenix Dawn Command, because that's a weird name, yeah, a super a weird, weird choice, <laughs> is Phoenix Down is the resurrection item in Final Fantasy. 
Like you use the Phoenix down to resurrect your dudes during your tactic combat. And I feel like that either subconsciously or in, you know, cause we're resurrecting people and coming back and they're better. And it's a, it's a, it's significantly different, but I could see how you could play basically final fantasy with this game. Like this is very much like if you like final fantasy and that kind of like, turn-based tactical combat like this does that thing like you know and you could pull off combos that feel like the combos in the game or whatever the limit breaks or whatever well, even how the initiative sort of was tracked right it was like we lined all of our cards that represent our characters up and then the monsters just slot in every x number of characters yeah monsters have a speed like, which is you know if a monster has a speed of one it goes between every character if a monster has a speed of two it goes Two players go, then the monster go, then two players go, then the monster goes, right, and so on. And, and I actually kind of think that that's uh, I, I I like the monsters being more brutal. I I, I did like that. I did like that. Yeah. It was like oh the 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 black de- death knight was like oh I only get to do once. No, I get to do every other person. Like you are going to feel terrified by the if, you know if you take the time. A lot of this is like we're also like learning it, trying to f- come up with it. It's that initial growing pains. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you play this a couple more times, I think you could get the flow of it real quickly. Like if we had their characters in little baggies and like take the little baggies out. Okay. Here's characters. Okay. Let's start. Okay. You're dead. But it's like, yeah, you regenerate. But if you're like, you die at the beginning of the session, like the game master has to figure out how to get your ass back. There are rules in there for this. Actually. Okay. Um, if you die from health damage, right. Uh, in the game, which is probably the most likely to, for yeah. you to die quickly because it's not like the enemies can steal your mana. You can die from either running out of mana or running out of health. Uh, but if you take a huge hit early, uh, then you hover around as a ghost and you can spend your sparks and stuff on your enemies. And when you finally run out of sparks, then you get sucked back down to the oh uh, okay you run out of mana you finally get sucked back down so you can still spend your mana on y- your teammates if you die early okay so so you could play annie see last episode <laughs> right. uh, all the time if you really want yeah, you to. can play briefly as a ghost so long as you have spiritual energy left you can hang around as a ghost and help your teammates but so, if you uh, yeah. you can the- also spend a bunch of your uh spiritual energy to like blow stuff up and save, you know, save, right. try and blow, blow up bad guys and that kind of thing. Yeah. On the topic of death. Yes. Um, this is something we didn't run into because no one died, but does that character remain in the initiative order and just, there's no one there to take that turn or do they get pulled from the initiative order? I'm thinking about this because I with, think that was with, actually specifically covered in the roles with fewer players. It's going to be, your players are going to yes. be stronger. And it shouldn't be like that, right? So if the monster goes one every two players... Yeah, but you'll have less combo things to do. You'll have less combo things to do, but and you're going to be able less, to redraw your hands more often. and But monsters are going to be hitting fewer people's hit points. True. And you're going to have fewer mana points to spend. So it, it balances somewhat there. I don't know exactly how that would net out, but I don't think it is wildly. Think. But yeah, I don't know whether they're in the initiative order or not. I assume they're not. Um, but it's unclear from the rules uh, if someone dies mid-combat did this come with a like pdf i don't believe it did no. i think bought this no. free. i i think it could benefit from a searchable pdf <laughs> yeah yeah seriously seriously but i think yeah organizational 
or or an SRD or whatever you want to call it uh, that's like a uh, an online searchable wiki or whatever would be really helpful because of how big this thing is. It's very unwieldy, but I think we had a rad story, even if it wasn't like particularly like we didn't influence the story too much, but like, I feel like the, the little like intro the intro adventure was pretty good. I thought. Yeah. Uh, and from a GM like point of view here, uh, I really liked the cards that represent the monsters. You know, they've got two or three, maybe at the outside for like tactical things the monster can do. I can look at that card and be like, well, he can do this, 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 he can't do this until it's triggered. Boom. You know, uh, those reactionary things didn't care about turn order either. Yeah, And the reaction, yeah, the monster reactions don't care about turn order. Yeah. And you know, it tells me how many health levels it tells me how often he goes. And it, it gives me when he goes, there's one, three things here. What I was disappointed in point of view was, you know, I was expecting this to be a gritty war movie. I know I myself have a bad habit of, you know, being uh, the player's greatest fan and wanting the heroes to succeed. Uh, And I like games like this that like challenge me to be tougher on the players and like, here's the three tactical things you do and you're going to mess them up. Right. And so I had hoped this game would have some difficulty and we would get a good death in the you know, intro adventure. Uh, but you guys use your, you know, you're all very familiar with kind of these tactical games and uh, every, I think everybody's played magic and so forth. So you guys were finding the combos and doing the thing. And, you know, we and got lucky and we had an overpowered card or two and we uh, one shot at the boss man. And I was just kind of disappointed that I was hoping this game would like help me with my difficulty and right. squishing the players. I'm like, Oh, it doesn't even matter if I kill them. Oh, I can definitely get past my like, don't <laughs> squish the characters. I can even kill them in this game. You're looking for Purgatory House. <laughs> that is for- fair. I really do kind of like the idea as a as a GM. It doesn't actually matter if you kill the players. Yeah, that, exactly. There's a there's a sense of like freeing the, that that the does game for is you. like very explicit about that. It's like wipe the party. Like if yeah, whatever. Like and then that has consequences. Like you know. Three games later, when they want reinforcements from that city, oh no, you didn't save that city. <laughs> you all die <laughs> trying <laughs> yeah, that t- mission. Like that city's dead. <laughs> There's no reinforcements coming. <laughs> if you have a Jones to TPK, you have explicit permission to do that in this game. Yes, exactly. Your, and all I, your players level up when they TPK. <laughs> yeah, and they're even rewarded. So I was like, yeah, they'll get better. They'll. They're not even going to be that mad. I killed them. <laughs> right. And like I was hoping this game would help me that, but I was, so I was kind of sad that we didn't get the difficulty we wanted. A little bit of that is our fault because I think we had some like level six or level seven traits shuffled into a couple of the decks. Mm. Um, and it wasn't that. It but wasn't it, that bad. I, I would feel bad about us doing that, except that you know we explicitly stopped and tried to find the right rule, and it, we didn't. We couldn't find it till afterwards. So yeah. Well, and I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't feel bad about that. That's that's. There is a level of polish that this game could really use. And I think that's my point is like, there's a game here that could be even better and go even further that it just needs more polish. And I know these guys probably spent a decade doing this game because there's all kinds. (laughs) There's so much here, but it, it could just use because there's so much. It's not all (laughs) right. It, It needs polished. And that's kind of my, I think that's my review for this. Like, I, I feel like, um, 
I don't have a table for this. Like, I don't feel like I have a table for this. So I'm going to say that if you're a patron and you message me, I will send it to you because oh, I got a roll. You'll have like 200 people. A patron. Oh, baby. a patron. Okay. A pa- the first patron that messaged me right. after this goes live <laughs> can have it. Um, and I'll even, if nobody goes right away, then I'll ask in the, in the, in the, uh, the patron chat on the discord or on the d- Patreon itself. But Kayla, are you, cause you, the, you know, you guys have more board game stuff too. So do you think you're going to keep this one or. Tyler, are you going to run this one? Because. I am not going to read that rule book. <laughs> so this so this is one of those things where I'm going to try not to be a hoarder because I think all gamers are hoarders and have all the things on their shelves that they never play. Um, I think that s- several of our regular gaming group would really like this, but will we actually play it? And I think the answer is probably no. Um, well, it, this could be, you know, you could pull, pull this out as a, I mean, other than the amount. Of, see, this is the problem is this is the kind of game you would want. Like, oh, the D&D game is or whatever game is on hiatus because there are like two people that can't show up. We'll pull this off the shelf. We'll play these characters. They're already built. We've done, we've gone through the, the and then just, you just kind of swap out who's playing. And that's the kind of game I want for, this is, this is what I feel like this should be this game. And it's not, but you could get there. It just would take more work uh, than maybe you'd want out of this kind of game. So yeah, it only plays the GM plus four. Also, that's something that should be known. Right. Yeah. It is. A, it is a relatively low p- player count, but I feel like that you'd have to add another hundred cards for another. Yeah, that, and that's exactly it. Is you can't build a fifth deck uh, I, for players. I think that having the extra cards isn't a bad thing, though. I think honestly, more options and cards would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. It's not cards that you have in your deck at all times. It's just cards that are in the box. So Yeah, and th- this is one of those games where you they could have, if it had gone well, could have done expansions and so To answer your question though, I think I think it'd be better if this yeah. went to one of your patrons yeah, who yeah. would actually really play it. Right. Exactly. So anyways, um I think we're uh, I think we're good here. Has anybody got any any um Let's go to Kayla for final thoughts first? Yeah. Um yeah, no, I think that we have gotten all of my thoughts out on this game. Um, biggest thing would be like if we can get this narrowed down to like a much shorter, like quick play, that would be a godsend for this thing, I think. Yeah. Tyler? I think there's really something here for the tactically minded. Like it's got the bones at least of something really, really good. I completely agree that the rules need distilled. And need to be better organized. I didn't get... I Obviously, I didn't have the book and I didn't really read it. But I didn't get back deep into the lore and the backstory and that kind of stuff. So I don't really know what's there. Um, but from a mechanic standpoint, I always have this desire to try new interesting mechanics. And this tickled that fancy for me. So Right. Nolan? Yeah, I'm a similar try new mechanics thing. See if the mechanics change the game. And yeah, that's what I wanted. That's why I wanted to bring it out. Um. Yeah, I think this game is very close on a lot of things, but it's not there. Uh, there's a bunch of meta plot stuff in the back that I didn't personally enjoy. The uh, 
it, it's fine. It's not, you know, but I don't like metaplots. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's okay. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it. I'm going to try it. And I know I always uh, say this, but I think it would, uh, it would benefit from more sessions. I would really wonder if it's possible with the Roll20 deck system, right? If you took... 10 hours and typed these cards. Oh God. Into the roll 20 or could you play this online? I don't know. I wonder. I think you could, I think you could, but it would require a different it, tabletop simulator is probably a better place for this mm. than any of it. Th- Cause you can basically build a card game. Right. I, and I would wonder if you went on one of the, some of these simulators, if it's already there, somebody's already done the work. I'm always surprised at how few of those indie things aren't, but maybe yeah, it is. Some, yeah. Well, this is such a, well, and like I said, it was this a This is a niche thing, a niche weird Like, thing. I think I remember this as a Kickstarter, so it's possible that it was part of the campaign. 2015, by the way. 2015. May of 2015. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're like, you know, quite a ways on from this. Anyways, uh, yeah, so... Thank you, Nolan, for uh, for running this. Uh, I think it was it was definitely very interesting, uh, and I you know it's got ups downs, but I think we're good. So uh, th- thank you very much, everybody. Thank you to the patrons who made this possible. I definitely spent a month's Patreon on two of these games and the shipping because the shipping was nearly forty dollars for two of these games, and because um, they're so heavy. But I will I will. Keep. I'll use my own money, not the Patreon money, to send it to a patron. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. Patreon.com slash FullMetalRPG. Uh, go to FullMetalRPG.com for our link tree. Find our Discord, which is the best place on the internet. And uh, if you want to email us at FullMetalRPGBiz at gmail.com, check, out, check us out on YouTube, FullMetalRPG. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Rock.